Everybody, 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 you are now listening to the Rainy Day Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today, October 18th, 2016. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and our YouTube channel just by searching Rainy Day Podcast. Tweet us at Rainy Day Podcasts. If you have any questions, have any comments on what I'm saying today, just send us a little tweet. Um, as always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown, and we, we got a lot to get into today. I am solo in the studio today. Uh, however, next week I will be joined by Ryan again, our producer, and a very special guest I will reveal at the end of the episode. But let's let's get right into the game that happened last night. We got a lot to cover today, including NFL, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. We got some NBA trade rumors to get to, so we, we got a lot. Let's start out with the Monday night football game that happened last night. The Arizona Cardinals demolished the New York Jets 28-3. It wasn't even really that close. I, I feel like Arizona could have scored another time or, or maybe even two more touchdowns. Um, David Johnson had a 111 rushing yards. He ran over that New York Jets defense, which is disappointing uh, if, if you're a Jets fan and, and if you believed in the defense this year. But uh, before the game started, I, I really thought this game was pointless. Um, and, and if you look at it from the perspective of somebody in the preseason before the season started, this game looked like it was going to be good. You know, almost towards the middle of the season, you have the Cardinals who had really high expectations. You got the Jets who are kind of questionable, but they have a lot of talent. Um, and, but, uh, Cardinals came in two and three and the Jets came in one and four. So uh, the, the game didn't live up to the expectations that it had in the preseason. And really, it was a boring game. Only one team really performed well. And um, again, if you're a Jets fan, you got to be disappointed in that defense. You let a, a guy like David Johnson, who, and, and by saying a guy like David Johnson, I'm not saying he's bad. I, I, I believe David Johnson is the second best running back in the NFL right now uh, behind Ezekiel Elliott, who I'll get to later when I talk about the Dallas Cowboys. But if you if you let David Johnson run over you, for 111 yards, when you are supposed to be like one of the best defenses in the NFL, that's unacceptable. Uh, th there is no way you're going to win any football games or really compete in any football games if you allow that to happen. Uh, David Johnson, got to give credit to him, though, but that, that defense just did not look good. Larry Fitzgerald um, continues to play well. The only problem I have with Arizona is the fact that the guys that they're paying the most, Patrick Peterson, Carson Palmer, and Tyron Matthew, have underperformed so poorly this season. It is it is unbelievable how they have underachieved this season. Um, right now they're three and three, but everybody expected the Cardinals to make a Super Bowl run, including myself. And and now even though they're three and three right now, I still don't think they're they're a five hundred team. I think that they've played a lot worse than they were obviously expected to, but I think that they've played worse than their record actually says. They're the, you know, you watch some of the games and there's like no heart in them. So, um, but the the one bright spot for them is obviously Larry Fitzgerald, um, who who has been playing really well. The other fits for the Jets, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he ended up getting benched last night in favor of Geno Smith towards the end of the game. He got his starting job back, but I th I believe that's a bad move by Todd Bowles. Um, if you're if you're gonna bench Ryan Fitzpatrick, bench him for a game. You know, don't don't bench him for 
five minutes in the last quarter. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. That, that kind of sends a bad message to the team that, hey, I'm just going to bench him for a few minutes in the game and, and we'll just go from there. No, if you're going to bench him, bench him for a long period of time. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick did great last season. I don't think he was worth the money, but he knew that he could get that from the New York Jets. And that's why the negotiations took so long to get done because Ryan Fitzpatrick knew he was going to get paid that money. Now he's an overpaid quarterback. Uh, they're one in five. I don't see them going anywhere. Brennan Marshall is such a huge talent. I, I hope he gets traded again this year because I, I think that he can go to a team who can compete. Uh, you know, you, you can send him to a team. Um, you can send him to New England. You know, they, they, they probably need a big receiver. I mean, that would be a huge wide receiver tandem um, with Martellus Bennett and Gronkowski. And then you add in Brennan Marshall and then you still have Julian Edelman. That, that would be crazy but you know yeah I, I I don't I don't think uh the Jets are going to be going anywhere this season so Marshall's talent is kind of being wasted now let's get into that trade I was talking about um there there's this team they're America's team the Dallas Cowboys and they have a little bit of a quarterback conundrum going on now usually with quarterback conundrums um it's kind of like how the the Rams are right now you know you, you have a guy you want to play but he's not really that good so, so you play the other guy and he doesn't perform well. So now you're in this, you're in this limbo of who you're going to play at quarterback because both are underperforming. It happened with the Texans last season. This quarterback conundrum with the Dallas Cowboys is different, though. Uh, you have a veteran quarterback in Tony Romo, one of the best in the game, gets hurt. He's out. He's he's out for a lot of the season. You put in Dak Prescott, a rookie quarterback. You you hope that he can lead you to some wins before Tony Romo gets back in. What actually happened was Dak Prescott has been playing so well. He 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 just threw his first interception uh, uh, on Sunday after 176 pass attempts. He finally threw an interception. Uh, NFL record. He has been playing so well. He's got a great offensive line behind him. The Dallas Cowboys are five and one, and their only loss was in Week One against the Giants. They lost by one point. They've been playing phenomenal especially with Ezekiel Elliott, who I said is the best running back in the league right now. He's almost at 1,000 yards already in the season. I mean, he, he's, he's nearing 800, um, and is not even halfway through the season. So, so that's just outstanding numbers, especially for a rookie. But the question is that people keep asking is when Tony Romo becomes healthy, will he take the starting job from Dak Prescott? Will he take his starting job back? Now, if, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm saying yes. And, and Jerry Jones has stated that yeah, Tony Romo is going to be coming back. If yeah, and, and if I'm on the Cowboys management or even the team, I'm saying yes, give give Tony Romo the starting job back. The only situation you can compare this to is the Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith situation. However, that that was really different. Alex Smith was and still is not as good as Tony Romo. Okay, Tony Romo was an All-Pro quarterback, great guy, puts up numbers, can lead you to a win, knows how to win. Alex Smith especially at that time, was average at best. Colin Kaepernick comes in and then he electrifies, leads you to a Super Bowl. Um, and, and and he was playing well. And Smith was out with a concussion, and he was only out for a few games. But then you look at the situation and you go, well, Romo's going to be out for about eight games. So Dak has a lot of room to work with. Now, if you end up being 7-1, and 8-1 and one by the time Romo gets back, I say keep Dak in. I mean, if you, if you lose these next two games, put Romo in. If you win the next two, keep Dak in. 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand Romo's, Romo is a phenomenal quarterback, but the momentum that the Cowboys have right now, and I know I'm contradicting myself. I know I'm just talking about Tony Romo and how if I'm on the Cowboys, I should, but only if you lose these next two games or even one of the games, put in Romo. But if, if you win the next two, you dominate with Prescott, keep him in. Do not bench him in favor of Romo because that'll just ruin the everything that they've had going. They pretty much they don't have to start from scratch with with uh, Romo because you know he's been on the team for so long. But I I mean you got to keep Dak in. So that that's where my trade comes in. If I am the Cardinals, I'm looking for a better quarterback. Carson Palmer has underperformed. He's missed a game this season. In five games, he has seven touchdowns, five interceptions. His quarterback rating, or his passer rating, is 84.1 out of what the perfect score is, 156.3. Not very good. He, he has underperformed. Trade for Tony Romo. Throw in a first-round pick. You can throw in Carson Palmer if you want to. Trade for Tony Romo. And you will go on to the Super Bowl if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Trade for Romo. I don't care what it takes. Trade for Romo. Get him on your team. I, I can see Tony Romo in, in a Cardinals uniform. And, and if you're the Cowboys, you get a first-round pick out of it. If, if they if they decide to put Palmer in the trade, you get a you get a great veteran quarterback. And and the, there's probably going to be a couple other draft picks or a couple other players that you throw in. So I, I believe it's a win-win situation for both teams. And Tony Romo signed on till the um, end of the 2019 season. So you're, you're not just trading for a quarterback you're going to have for a year. You're trading for a quarterback you'll have for a few years to finish out Larry Fitzgerald's career. Because Fitzgerald probably would arguably, would not even arguably, would definitely be the best receiver in the history of the NFL if he actually played with one quarterback or two quarterbacks that were actually decent his entire career. The best quarterback he played with was Kurt Warner, and that was only a couple years. Other than that, he's been playing with some scrubs, including the way Carson Palmer's been playing. So, yeah, Arizona Cardinals, trade for Tony Romo, and you will go to the Super Bowl. That, that's all i got to say about that. I, I could see that happening. I don't think it will. I think it should, though. I think it would benefit both teams. But, yeah, if I'm the Cowboys, keep Dak in if you win the next two. That's this great momentum. If you lose one or two, put Romo in. And then that, that trade doesn't mean anything. But I, I feel like the Cowboys will, no matter what happens, will put Romo in once he, once he gets healthy. But, hey, the Cowboys are in great shape. Uh, they have the second-best record in the NFL behind the Minnesota Vikings. I'll get to them later. And they have shown that the NFC East is not the NFC least anymore. Because you have a team like the Cowboys and then the Redskins who are at 4-2. and two, And then the Eagles who have dropped a couple in a row, but still looking pretty good, 3-2. and two. So, uh, we'll see what happens with the Cowboys. That's a very interesting situation. I've never seen anything like it. But shout out to Dak Prescott. He's been playing well. Same with Ezekiel Elliott. That offensive line is, is playing fantastic. Um, let's get into Major League Baseball, the playoffs. We are in the championship series. Uh, right now, the Indians lead the Blue Jays three games to none which I don't think anybody saw that coming because the Cleveland Indians have been so underrated this entire season. They were the best team in baseball for a majority of the season. They have been playing so well, pitching, 
defensively, and they can hit the ball. I, I think that they're the best defensive team in the league right now and in the play. They, they have been. I think they've been best pitching, best defensive team this entire season, and this playoff shows why. Um, they pitched... They didn't give up any runs the first two games against the Blue Jays, who are a great hitting team, and they ended up beating them 4-2 last night. So, um, can, can the Blue Jays come back? I don't think so. I, th- I think the Blue Jays can win maybe a game today. Other than that, no, I, I don't I don't think that they can come back. I see the Cleveland Indians sweeping them, going on, and winning the World Series. Indians have been underrated. I picked the Blue Jays to come out of the American League, but at this point, after the way the Indians handled the Red Sox and the way that they're handling the Blue Jays, there's no doubt in my mind that they are the best team right now. Um, and and I, I think that they can win. With their defense, with their pitching, Mike Napoli can hit it. Uh, they got Santana. I mean, j- just a phenomenal team. Um, and then on the other side, we have the Dodgers and the Chicago Cubs tied at one game apiece. Now, if, if, if I'm the Cubs, I'm a little bit worried. Right, not, not only because of the curse, I'm worried because this Dodgers team is young, they've got a lot of power, and and, and then they have a little bit of veteran leadership there. It, you know, if, if I'm the Cubs, this is this is new. This is other than Jason Hayward, this is new to them. Chris Bryant, young. Anthony Rizzo, young. And and like Jake Arrieta and some of their other pitchers, they're they're young by baseball standards. They they don't have experience in big situations like this. The Dodgers have Jock Peterson and, and Yasiel Puig, um, and and Adrian Gonzalez and Clayton Kershaw, and all of these guys who have been here in this situation before. So if I'm if I'm the Cubs, letting them win Game Two was a huge mistake. Because now the Dodgers have momentum. Now, now they're going to Los Angeles to play. And 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 after the two great performances by Kershaw, uh, I think I think the next game he pitches, he will pitch a shutout because he's he's got all the confidence in the world. But then again, if I, if I'm the Cubs, we know that we're the better team. We have more talent, and and the curse can be lifted. The curse can be lifted this season. And I, I pick the Cubs to come out of the NL. Um, I, I still believe that they can win, but they have to win tonight. If they don't win tonight, I I, I say the Dodgers could run away with it. Easy. It, it's it's the confidence, it's the momentum that will take them to the World Series. So um, my prediction tonight is though that the Cubs will win and that the Indians will sweep the Blue Jays after tonight. So um, with that being said, I, I think it will be Indians-Cubs in the World Series. Uh, I won't pick a winner until we actually get to that. Because th- that'll be that'll be a phenomenal series. That's going to be interesting to see how the Cubs hit against that uh, pitching rotation of the Indians if if it ends up happening. But um, tonight we've got two great baseball games, which will be exciting. Um, now let, let's get into some NBA trade rumors. Uh, the season is coming up in about a week, uh, which which is crazy. Uh, exactly a week from today, the Blazers have their season opener against the Utah Jazz, which I will be going to. Rip City till I die. I'm excited to see the Blazers this season. 
Um, I also read that they uh, they are the they they are returning the most starting or not starting, but they're the returning the most playing minutes of any team in the NBA. Um, which is the exact opposite of what happened the season before, like we always say. So anytime you return players, you look at it with San Antonio Spurs; they always return players because they're good, and so and so they keep them and. The chemistry continues to flow, and 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 they know each other, and and they know how they play, and and whatnot, and so just a very good. I, I guess you could say a, a step ahead. I, I, it's it's just an advantage that they have over other teams who don't keep players often. So it's going to be cool to see how the Blazers play. But uh, there are some trade rumors going on um, involving Goran Dragic, Rudy Gay, and Lamarcus Aldridge. So pretty much how how. I view this is Goran Dragic is most likely going to be traded to the Sacramento Kings for Rudy Gay. And I, I do not like that trade. I don't like that trade for Miami. I love that for Sacramento. That's a good move. Um, but if, if I'm Miami, why do you trade for Rudy Gay? He's a great scorer, but he's also kind of a ball stopper, which is the total opposite of what Goran Dragic is. And I've said this before. I think Goran Dragic is the most underrated player in the NBA right now. Definitely the most underrated point guard. He can point up. He can put up all star numbers. Um, and I, I think if if he goes to Sacramento, that hookup with uh, Demarcus Cousins will be pretty nice. And then if Collison ends up being able to actually play this season, I know he got suspended for eight games, but if he, you know, doesn't get into any further trouble with with what's going on, great backup point guard for them. Uh, they have. You know, some some shooting on the perimeter, so th- that'll be an, an improved team. Um, but for Miami, you have Justice Winslow at the three. Where, where are you going to put Rudy Gay? Are you going to put Gay at the three and then Winslow at the four? Whiteside at the five? Who's going to be your point guard? They, they don't have... I, I can't even name their backup point guard. Is it is it Richardson? Is it Josh Richardson? If so, I, I don't think he's a true point guard. I wouldn't put him in. So, uh, I don't like that trade for Miami. I do like it for Sacramento if it ends up happening. Uh, the other rumor kind of is, I, I just read this from Rob Perez on, on Twitter, um, at Worldwide Wob. Um, he said that he is predicting that the San Antonio Spurs will actually trade LaMarcus Aldridge to the Kings for Rudy Gay. And his reasonings were pretty much, uh, San Antonio knows that they need some perimeter scoring. Uh, it will boast their defense because then you can have Kawhi guard Steph or Clay, and then Rudy Gay guard the, the other Splash Brother, which would be lethal. And um, Marcus Aldridge has been underperforming. He's I, I guess he's kind of on the trading block, or he will be if he doesn't perform well this season. So who knows what will happen? Who knows if it will happen before the season starts? That would be probably the smartest thing to do if you're one of the teams who's, who's looking to trade. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, 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 hope, I hope none of this happens. Rudy Gay is always on the trading block for some reason. I think it's because he kind of screws with the chemistry of the teams that he's on. But I, I think Rudy Gay is a great scorer, um, but he can be a ball stopper. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully the Miami Heat don't take that bait. Uh, let's go back to the NFL real quick. Um, the Vi- Minnesota Vikings, only undefeated team in the NFL left. They are currently 6-0. and Let me double check. Maybe 5-0. and yeah, no, they're five and zero. They just had a bye week. That's that's right. Uh, they're five and zero. Only undefeated team left. Um, I, I I think that they're the best team in football right now. I think the second best team is the New England Patriots, five and one. 
New England Patriots might just... I think the Patriots can finish 15-1 at this point, especially since they have Brady back. And I think the Vikings can go undefeated. So right now that looks like that'll be how the Super Bowl is going to turn out. I'd, I'm not sure if the Vikings can make it out of the playoffs just because the NFC is actually fairly stacked. Um, but I do think that the Patriots can make it out, especially with Brady. He's been amazing. Everybody. Haters, fans, everybody in between. He, he has just continued to work his magic with the Patriots, and it helps that he has Martellus Bennett as another weapon. Bennett, I think, is one of the best tight ends in the game, and the fact that he's the second best on that team says something about how smart the Patriots are. Um, and, and Bill Belichick's system works, um, and it worked with Brissett, it worked with Garoppolo. Um, so, so we'll see how it plays out. Right now, if... I'm not sure if the Vikings, like I said, can make it through the playoffs, but if I had to say, I'd say Vikings-Patriots in the Super Bowl. Because you, you look at the AFC, oh, the Steelers aren't playing too well. They've lost two in a row. Big Ben is out for at least one game. with the, He had to get surgery on his meniscus. Um, the only team I think that they can really challenge the Patriots is the Raiders at this point. Broncos have dropped two in a row. Uh, yeah, like I said, the Steelers have dropped two in a row. Bengals aren't playing well. Nobody in the AFC East it's good maybe the bills they're looking a little bit better and they're the only team who's beat the patriots at this point maybe the bills and then the nfc um packers aren't playing well the only the only team that can challenge the vikings right now at this point dallas cowboys five and one i i wouldn't say the seahawks they they continue to get lucky breaks but vikings the patriots looking good sam bradford and that minnesota vikings defense is freaking fantastic Words can't even describe how well they play. It's unbelievable. They've only given up 63 points this entire season. That's incredible. And and they do it with teamwork. They don't do it with star power. They do it with teamwork. I, I, I don't think I can name another player besides Xavier Rhodes and Harrison Smith on that defense. And I, and I watch a lot of football. It, it's because they, they have teamwork instead of star power. And that's how they've played so well. So right now I'd say Vikings Patriots. Let me know what you think. Tweet us at Rainy Day Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, go and comment down below. Tweet me at C-H-3-R-R-Y-C-H-0-K-3. Uh, that is my personal Twitter. If not, tweet us at Rainy Day Podcast. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Next week, Ryan will be back. And I will have a very special guest, Quinton Worthy from Cleveland, Ohio. A very, very good friend of mine. We go way back. We'll be discussing uh, the NBA playoff picture and how we predict it'll play out uh, and, and the J.R. Smith news and, and how the Cavaliers will fare against the Golden State Warriors as far as how their seasons will go. We're just going to cover a lot of NBA stuff with Quentin. So um, thank you, everybody, so much again for tuning in today. This is the Rainy Day Podcast. My name is Dayton Brown. Don't forget to tweet us. Don't forget to like this. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to stay dry.